Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey fam, what's up? It's Dr. O. And today I want to talk to you parents out there. And I want to talk to you about ways that you could be more engaged in your children's education. We're so busy nowadays, you know, for those of us who come from environments where one or, or both parents in the household are working or you're you're the aunt, you're the uncle, you're the grandparent, you, you know, you're the extended family person and you're in charge and you got so much going on, whether you're working or not, whatever it is. Many of us nowadays find it hard to be engaged in the lives of our kids at school. Maybe we're able to engage them outside of school, but we kind of send our kids to school and just kind of expect things to get taken care of. But there's lots of ways that we can be engaged in, 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 in that in, in advocating for our students. So I want to spend some time talking about that a little bit today. One of the things that we really have to do with our children is we really have to get into the habit of asking them questions about their day. What did they study? Why was that unit lesson chosen, right? Getting them to start talking about that because a lot of times when we, and I've been experiencing this myself as, as, as a parent of three, a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a five-year-old, you know, my older kids, some days we go into deep conversations about school. Some days it's, you know, how was school and, and fine. But go deeper. Start asking to look at the homework. Start asking to look at the books. Start asking to look at the, the videos that they're watching as it relates to school. Look at the materials. And some of us, particularly as our kids get older and start studying things that we don't have a lot of knowledge on, we start getting intimidated as it relates to asking them questions because they're studying like trigonometry and we've never studied trigonometry. Trust me, I'm messing with trigonometry. So... But that doesn't mean you can't ask questions about what did you learn today? I remember I read a story about a man who's considered, I forget his name, he's considered a, a genius, an extremely high IQ, some type of rocket scientist or something like that. And he said one of the things that helped him build his intelligence was not just asking his kids what they learned today, but he said his dad would always ask him, did you ask any questions today at school? What a powerful statement. What if when your kids came home, you asked them, did you ask any questions today? Because now you're challenging them to see how they challenge their own knowledge base. Did they just go with the flow? Did they just accept what was given to them? Or did they make an attempt to think critically? So those are some of the things that you can do if you are not somebody who's really knowledgeable on the field that they're studying at the moment. That's one way. Now, another thing that you can do, particularly in the area of cultural competency, diversity, awareness, and the like, maybe you consider yourself not somebody who is as knowledgeable as, say, somebody like a Ebron Kendi or a, a Gloria Latson Billings as it relates to diversity and cultural competency. But I can guarantee you that if you look hard enough, you can find somebody in your community that is. Absolutely. It could be a family member. It could be somebody in your church. It could be somebody at your job, somebody who's a little more knowledgeable on these particular issues and fields going on that you can ask to come be an advocate for you.
Don't think that you just, again, stop assuming just because you don't have this book education or you don't have this knowledge that you can't be gay. Find somebody who is. I talk to parents all the time, friends of mine who say, you know, my son is dealing with this in school. My daughter is dealing with this in school. And I kind of feel like it's racist or I kind of feel like it's sexist or I kind of feel like it's homophobic, but I'm not really sure. And, and the list goes on. And I start talking to them about ways that we can look at this. Sometimes even looking at possibly going off to school with the parents to help with the advocacy for that. So again, stop thinking that you're not that, that that you're alone in this because you can also get out there and do that now the last thing i will say is find some type of way to be engaged in your school we know it's very hard to be visible depending on your schedule now if you have the opportunity to be visible and you choose to stay at home that's problematic because one of the things that i've learned as as somebody who's taught from kindergarten all the way up through the graduate school level at that k-12 level Students who have more engaged parents get more attention because oftentimes teachers may not want to have to worry about always having to deal with a parent or they have a, they, they just want to have a good rapport with parents. You can have teachers who are on all sides of the spectrum, but if they don't see you. Uh, a, a teacher who might be less inclined to focus on every student, maybe because of large class sizes, maybe because they're not really focused on students of a particular background who don't have the complexion of connection, whatever it is, sometimes you can have some teachers who may not be effective all the time look at ways to not pay attention to every student but if they see you on a regular basis maybe you're volunteering at a food drive or maybe you're just sending emails to check in to say hey i want to see how my daughter's doing you'll start to get more attention that way as well and you may find that these teachers may be more likely to want to talk to you before something major happens. I have found that teachers wake up every single day and go to school wanting to do their best and forget the rest and leave it all on the table, but there's so many things that sometimes can get in the way of that. Maybe too many meetings, too much drama going on in the school. Anything can happen. We who are educators, we are human beings too. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to make prior priorities sometimes, and I'd be lying if I said there are times when your child just may not be put first. But if you're advocating out there for that as well, for, for your child, teachers are going to see that and they're going to want to work with you because they're going to want your child to succeed as well. So I hope that I laid down a couple of things that can help you stay more engaged in the school. We all can't get up there every day. We may not have all of the knowledge, but there are lots of ways we can show that our kids that we care. And there's lots of ways that we can show the educators that we care about our kids as well. So if you feel like any of those things can help you, drop a line. Let me know if you have some other suggestions. Put them down in the comment section. Share your advice as well. And just let me know what you think about the video as, as well. All right. Peace. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.